welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another faith-building message by Pastor David Entry. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. May your knowledge of Jesus Christ increase as you listen. Be blessed. Hebrews chapter 4 says that therefore, say therefore. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 1 says that therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. Hmm. Let's all read it from the screen. Let's go. That's interesting. Therefore, what? Since a promise remains. Okay. That, re- that means that a-, a promise has been made and it's still standing, outstanding. It's still valid. The ticket is still valid. Okay. So that's what four point I noticed from there. Uh, since a promise remains. So remember that. And what the promise is not a ticket to go and watch a football match. Is to what? Enter what? Enter what? His rest. All right. So we're going to find out his rest and what it means for us to enter his rest. But, and he said, let us, let who? Let us fear, lest any of you seem to have come short of it. What is the it talking about? The promise. Come short of the promise of entry, but the promise is about entering the rest anyway. So you can actually safely say that you're uh, short of entering it, but actually short of the promise, so that the promise doesn't actually take effect in your life. So now, one, the promise of entering, the promise remains, that's the, the promise is valid. What's the promise? Entering rest, his rest, okay? And then this promise is valid for us. And it says, so be careful, lest any of you. That means that you is talking to are qualified to enter the rest, but they can be disqualified. You can be disqualified. And you can be disqualified and become like the people who he was telling us about. So before we go any further, it just will be reasonable to... Go before the therefore, because the therefore there will help us to understand the discourse. The conversation that has been going on, which has brought us to this level. So it's good to backtrack and check on the conversation and move forward from there. So that's what I'm going to attempt to do this morning. We're going to, we've done Hebrews chapter 3, but we're going to go back and connect to chapter 4 because it said therefore. So we have to just look at it. Before I do that, I want to talk about the rest of God. Today, I, I, I hope the title will be the Sabbath rest. So we'll find out which one is the Sabbath day. Sabbatismus is the Greek word. Sabbatismus. It's only used once in the New Testament. Sabbatismus. And that is in Hebrew chapter 4. Which means a particular type of rest, the Sabbath rest. So when you read some translation, it uses the Sabbath rest. And other place said, the rest, the rest, the rest. But it got to a time, he said, now, let me tell you, this thing is the Sabbath rest. 
not the catapulsis. Catapulsis is rest. 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 But here he said, Sabbatismus. Sabbath rest. All right. So before we go, he's talking about the rest of God. Before we go to Hebrews chapter 3, I think it would just be reasonable to just explore the rest. So in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, we're going to just read Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Read it through, rush it through into chapter 2. <laughs> Cross the border into chapter 2. Because it's, it's like Schengen. Free border, cross from chapter 1 into chapter 2. You have the visa. Right, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Are you ready for this? <laughs> oh, so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the beds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on, on the earth. So, God created man in his own image. In the image of God created him, male and female created. It's very interesting. Created he them. But I said created him. Now created them. Created a corporate man. God doesn't like working with individuals. So those of you who are independent church members. He has never worked with individuals. Right from Genesis. He created them. God likes a them. Because he himself is an ass. So where do you stand when you become an independent, isolated, when you become insulated, segregated? It's not Christianity. Segregation is not part of Christianity. Isolation is not part of... If the devil wants to hit you bad, the first thing is to separate you so that he can move you out of rest. So when people begin to have every reason for excusing themselves from the gathering of the believers, they are giving Satan an ammunition against them. That's why as you, the more you mature as a believer, the more you know going to church, you are not doing anybody a favor. You are actually doing your... You, see, you don't just show up in church and sit there. Okay, tell me what you got to tell me so I can go. No, 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 that's not church. That's not church. That's, you have attended a social gathering. Church is fellowship where we can have inter, smaller fellowships. And church, you come in, we come for interaction as we hear the word of God. And I'm going to show you, if time permits, how Jesus works in our midst. So God has never been interested in using individuals. When you see someone who says that, oh, the hand of God is upon me, ask him, who are your fellowship folks? Where? Where do you fellowship? Who? Tell us about your folks. Who are your folks? Who do you hang around with? Don't say, oh, I just moved into the city. I have not found a place yet. You have to find it quickly. If you don't find it, create one. How do you create one? Do evangelism, win more souls, and then have your own fellowship again. It's necessary. There are people, God said, I've got people in the city. So everywhere you find yourself, if you're a Christian, there are other Christians there. Or there are other Christians who are yet to be born into the family of God. Okay. Everywhere you find yourself. Actually, you are not there because of job, because of family, because of... You are there because of divine assignment. Right. If you are born again, everywhere you find yourself, God is sending you. Unless you are a Jonah. And that one, the whale will swallow you. 
<laughs> and after you have suffered in that will, in that company, you'll be vomited out to go and fulfill your assignment. Shah, hallelujah. There's no point in running if you are a Christian. You don't have anywhere to go. You can't run away from the sun. The sun will still see you. As long as you're a Christian, there's nowhere you can run to. Nowhere. The best place is home sweet home. Ah, what is home for the Christian? It's the fellowship of the brethren. That's home. Let's see. From Genesis. From Genesis. That's what God has targeted. The reason why God created you and I is... The church life. Mm. Very interesting. Many Christians don't know this. We were created for church. How can you say that? Don't worry, you understand it. It says, let us create man in our own image. You see, that thing never ignored that statement. Never, as long as you are a Christian. It said, let us create man in our image. Because there must be a purpose. Why in our image? He created other things. But why in our image? Why? In our image and our likeness. And then let them have dominion over everything we have, have created. Let him have dominion over everything I have created. A very interesting text. I just noticed that. Interesting. Said, and God, let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. Let them have dominion. And so verse 27 says that, so God created man in his own image he didn't create men, okay? Create man, created man, created man. Let me tell you something. The individual Jesus couldn't do much. His target was never to be an individual. In the Gospels, we see the individual Jesus. But when he died and resurrected, he birthed the many Jesus. He birthed the church. So the church became his body. And according to Ephesians chapter, chapter um, 1, verse 23, he became the head in Colossians. He became the head of the body. So 22, from verse 22, talks about he put all things on it and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. The church is his body, the fullness of him who fills all things. So the church is the body of Christ, all of us. But according to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12, I, I stumbled across something there which caught my attention. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12, he said that for as the body, watch this, this is very interesting, for as the body is one and has many members, okay, which body is he talking about here? Huh? Are you sure? He's talking about ordinary body. So sometimes, sometimes the Bible uses the physical things and things we are aware of to explain things that we are not aware of. How many members have, has your body got? You don't know, okay, body parts. How many parts? I show so many parts, different parts, many body parts. So that's what he's talking about. Okay, go back. So as the, maybe if you use the word part too, as the body is one but has many parts, okay, but all the parts of that body being many are one body. So also is what? So also is what? Christ. So here is saying that Christ is the body. Christ is also a body. Christ is a body. We are Christ's body. So the church is his body. He is the body of the church. And he is the head of the body. He is the head of the body. And he is the body of the head. <laughs> we 
you've been baptized by one spirit into one body. As soon as you get born again, you have been baptized by the spirit. You already initiated. You are part of the body of Christ once you are born again. Your life is much more than the clothes you wear. Your life is much more than the money you earn. The money is not the be it all. It's you. You will never get enough for you to say, when you have godliness with contentment, it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added. Don't seek those things first, because people who don't know God, those are the things they seek. But if you know God, seek ye first. And God has committed himself that, I will guarantee your safe journey. I will protect you, I will provide for you. Shout amen. Amen. Let's go back to the text again. Genesis chapter what? Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. God, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the, on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God cre- created him. Male and female, he, he created them. Verse 28, then God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Remember that. And do what? Subdue it. Now the next statement is very important. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the bears of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. So actually, when he created the first thing, told them, he blessed them, told them, have dominion. He didn't say worship. He created man not to come and worship. I'll explain it, don't worry. <laughs> he created man to have dominion. But for man to have dominion, he had to be created in the image of God. Are you getting it? You'll you, you, you get it further. But watch this. And he told them that have dominion. Okay, verse 29. And God said, see, I have given you every herb that yields seed which is on the face of the earth and every tree whose fruits yield seed to you it shall be for food. Also to every beast of the earth, to every bed of the air, and to everything, creep, everything that creeps on the earth in which there is life, I have given every green herb for food. And it was so. Verse 31. Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. So what? So the evening and the morning, and it was what? The sixth day. So after six days, God has finished his job. Created man on the sixth day. Why did he create man? What was his plan when he was when he was about to create man? What was his intention? To have dominion. Is that all? To subdue the same as dominion. What What did he have in mind when he was about to create man? Verse twenty six. God said, "Let us make man." That's the initial thing. Let us make man like us, in our image and in our likeness. And let them have dominion. So when he finished making blessed them, he said, now eat and have dominion. Have dominion and eat everything. Chapter 2, verse 1. Thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished. Everything, the heavens and the earth and everything was finished after God created man. So if he did all that before he created man. Now, why did he create man? What was his plan when he was creating man? Have dominion. Is that all? First of all, to create like him, okay? And then two, to have, for them to have dominion. Because God was, is a God of dominion. It's a God of rule. 
So to, you, can, you can't create anything at all to have rule. For anything to have rule, it must be in his image. Okay. Uh, is it possible that, I don't know how many of you have done DIY before, or, or you know, okay, maybe you are cleaning your house. You, and you clean the house, painted everything you are, you are good with. Maybe cleaning, arranging everything. When you finish arranging things, you go back and look at it. Or cleaning that glass table. And then you take the cloth again and then you look at it, you look at it. When you finish, everything is done. Just cleaning the glass table, everything is well. You are satisfied. What do you do? You sit down. Now I'm ready for my guests. So we saw you in Asda or Sainsbury's in the shop buying a few items, the glass cleaning, whatever. Why are you ambitious? I have to do something. You come, went and bought all this thing, came and spread it on the glass, spread it on the um, kitchen hubs, and clean it, shine it. When you finish, you sat down. You are finished now. So you are satisfied. You are happy with what you have done. You remember 30, verse 31, 30, uh, and God saw that all things he has done was good. The Bible said that, chapter 2, verse 1, and that is what that God created after verse, chapter 2, verse 1. It said, Thus the heavens and the earth and all the hosts of them were finished. It's finished. It's done its job. The next verse is the interest. That's where we are going. The next verse. Let's all read the next verse together from the screen. Are you okay? Yes. Let's go. Let's read it. And on the seventh day, and ended his work, which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. The, the next verse, verse 3, let's read it. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all his work which he, had created, which he had created and made. So God rested. He finished. Now, I've told you over and over, he rested not because... Hey, Angel Gabriel, can I have a Coke? <laughs> Do you think that was what he was talking about? No. no. He was so tired. No, 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 no. It was more like he finished and he looked at it. It was good. He said, now I'm done. And he just rested. And watch this. Watch this. And he rested. And that's really interesting. On the seventh day, and he, verse 3 said, he blessed the day. And God blessed the seventh day. God blessed the seventh day. And sanctified said, this day is different. Why? Because, listen, all along he's been looking to do, to replicate himself. That was the plan of creation. The plan of creation was to create, replicate himself, and put himself into there is replication for dominion. So we were created the image to reflect God, one, and we were created to have dominion. To reflect God, the priest, and to have dominion, the king. Created for us to be priests and kings. Revelations 1 verse 5. Created us to be priests and kings. Revelations 1 5, you remember that text? The, uh, Revelations 1 said, and from Jesus, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler of all the kings of the earth. To him who loved us and washed us from our sins with his own blood, the next verse 6, and has made us what? Kings. Has made us what? Kings. kings and priests to his God and Father. He made us, we have been made kings and priests. 
First Peter chapter 2, verse 8. You are a chosen generation. A rock. You are a chosen generation. A First Peter chapter 2, verse 8, uh, verse, verse 9, verse 9, it says that, but ye are a chosen generation, a what? Royal. I can hear you. A what? Royal. Louder. Royal. Everybody, louder. Royal Think about it. A what? Royal priesthood. Royalty and priesthood. Kings and priests. Dominion and image. The priest reflects the image of God. The king has rule, dominion. That is why we have been born again into a kingdom. The kingdom of God is the place where God rules. John 3, 5, it says that, um, uh, John 3, 3 says, a man is born again, cannot uh, uh, enter. But verse, verse 5 says that, Jesus answered, most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and spirit, he cannot enter. He was telling Nicodemus, enter this kingdom. Enter this group of priests and kings. Enter it because God has, from the beginning, God has wanted a people who exercise his dominion. Who represent him and reflect him. That's the priesthood. Now, once God found, found somebody who can do that, he called the next day rest. So, the reason why God rested in it was God's rest, not our rest. Verse 2 of Genesis chapter 2, Bible said, And God rested on the seventh day. And the seventh day, he ended his work which he had done. And he rested on the seventh day. Verse 2. And God rested on the, uh, on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. And the verse 3 said, And he blessed the day. He blessed the seventh day and sanctified it. Why? Why did he rest? Because, watch this, because he's found man. He's found man. So God rested. In what way did man become God's rest? This is very important. Three ways. Three ways. Three ways. First of all, so God found rest in first way when he created man. That's when he said, ah, now I can rest. So if God, when he created man in Adam, he rested. How much more when he created a new man? So the church being the new man, according to Ephesians chapter 2 verse 15, the church being the new man, the church becomes the rest of God. Because in Adam, in Adam, God rested. But actually, that wasn't the original rest. Yeah. That is why when David, it entered the heart of David, mm. in, uh, in I think 2 Samuel chapter 6, chapter 7, when he entered chapter 7, when he entered his heart, that he would build God a house, because mm. the David, you want to build me a house? Build me a house. No one has thought of this. Because I've not requested for anybody to build me a house because you can't build me a house. But the fact that it has entered your, your heart and you want to build me a house, he said, me, don't worry. You can't build it. A, a, a son from your loins. Your son will build me a house. And because of that, I will also build you a house and secure the kingdom. The kingdom will never leave your house. Why? Because you, it has entered your heart to build God. That, that's why God created man. He created man because he wanted a house. So David was the first person in the Old Testament to say, God, I want to build your house. He touched the name of God. David! He said, okay, the one who is going to build me a house is going to come from your loins. That's Jesus. Not Solomon. Solomon couldn't build it. Solomon just built a temple, which was a replica of the actual house, which is the church. 
And Hebrew, that's where we, we are going all along. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 6. He says that, but Christ, the son over his own house. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 6. He says that, but Christ, a son over his own house. Whose house we are. So we are the house that, that Christ built. Yeah. Are you getting this? Yeah. We, we are the house that Christ built. We are his house. And so in Detroit, so number one, the rest of God, God found rest when he created man. So in, in the New Testament, when the new man was created, Ephesians chapter 2 verse Verse 15, when the church was created, when the new man was created, it says that having abolished in his flesh the enmity, that is the law of commandment contained in the ordinance, so that so as to create in himself one new man from the two. That's making this is talking about the church. The church is one the one new man. Say the church is the one new man. In fact, in Ephesians chapter uh, uh, um, 2. Verse 10, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, it says that um, for we are the workmanship of Christ, uh, uh, workmanship created in Christ. We are God's workmanship, his workmanship created. So we have been created. So when God finished man, he rested, he waited, because I've now found it, entered my rest. But he, now, watch this, this whole thing about God's rest, it is his rest, and he's invited us to come into his rest. But the people of old didn't enter his rest. So the, the rest of God is in three ways. Number one, when he created man. And so when he created a new man, he even will rest better. Because the new man is, the, listen to this, the, the, the constituents. Mm. The constituents of the new man is Christ. So he took us and then mixed himself with us to form that new man. So the church is that's why it's the body of Christ. It's human. We have humanity and divinity mixed together to form one organic union, one organic creature. What's the name of Jesus? Emmanuel. So God takes himself and makes himself with human beings to become one. So you being a born-again Christian, you are not ordinary. You actually have God inside you, the life of God. But the interesting thing is you are not on your own. We are all together. We all make the body of Christ. We all make the church. And so what is the church? The church is humanity plus divinity mixed together. You can't separate it. It's one entity. You can't separate it. That is what beats the angels of the mind of the principalities and powers. According to Ephesians chapter 3 verse 10, he says that uh, to the intent that the manifold wisdom of God may be made manifested to the principalities and powers. How? By the church. So they look at the church and say, wow, God, you got it. God, amazing. Because they look at you. I mean, think about yourself. Mm. You and holy God take himself, makes himself together with you. Ah. You. No, no, before you clap, think about who you are. God, bro, God, take himself. And so the angels were confused. How is it God? Because God is a holy God. And he can't stand sin. And man is a sinful man. All have sinned. And yet, how did God work this thing out through Christ and manage to take himself and mix himself with man to form a new organic entity called the church? The church, which is still growing, is a house, but the house is growing. The house is growing, is growing, is growing. Living stones, the house is growing. 
It's growing because we are increasing all. And guess what? The house of God, it includes Peter, Paul, all those guys. It's all growing together. We are growing. We are growing to the final day where we will enter the full rest. Ah, it's, it's a, okay, let's take it systematically. Back. So, one, the rest of God. God found rest when he created man. Number two, God found rest when his people landed in Canaan. So Canaan, in Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 9 and 10, Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 9 and 10, is a type of rest. Canaan land was a type of rest. Canaan, for as yet you have not come to the rest and the inheritance which the Lord your God is giving you. Verse 10, but when you cross over the Jordan and dwell in the land which the Lord your God is giving you to inherit and gives you rest from all your enemies run about, so that you dwell in safely. Now, in the, in the Old Testament, that is what Hebrews was talking about. They didn't enter the rest of God. You're right. So many of them came out of Egypt, but they didn't enter the rest because of stubbornness. So Canaan was a type of rest. Remember that. It's very important. So, so that's why we'll go back to Hebrews in a minute. So Hebrews chapter 3 talks about how... We, even though they saw the miracles, they passed through the rest. With many of them, God was not pleased because of rebellion. And so God said, you will never enter my rest. And they didn't enter the rest. So the rest of God, those times, the Canaan land was a type. The land of Canaan was a type of God's rest. Why? Why was it a rest? Because when they settled there, then God could build the tabernacle. Then they could build the temple. Because the temple is a symbol of God's house. So God always has wanted a house, and God defines his house as his resting place. So one, he needed human beings to create that so that he can create his house. So in the Old Testament, the house of God was his place of rest. The house of God, which is the tabernacle, which is the Israelites, they, and then they are camping, and the tabernacle within them was the, the, uh, God's place of rest. Now, in the, in the New Testament, the Old Testament, in the New Testament, we are the house of God. Remember I just said it? We are the house of God. Jesus said, I'll build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So we are the house of God. And the fact that we are the house of God makes us God's rest. The New Testament, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, 19, talks about we are the household of God. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19, we are the household. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens of the saints and members of God's household. So, one, God rested when he created man. He found it, after creating man, he rested. And so, after the new creation, he, he actually entered into his actual rest. Now, two, God, when they went to Canaan, which was a type of rest, and they built the tabernacle, it was a rest for God. And so the temple, the house of God being a rest for God in the Old Testament, we, the New Testament temple, which we are a, a, human, a group of human beings, we, we are one, we are now God's rest. Now, we are God's rest, not our rest. God's rest. I'm just talking about God's rest, because you must know God's rest then you know who is entering God's rest and how you enjoy the rest of God. So we are God's rest. And then number three, he created man in his image and then to have dominion. Say dominion. Dominion. It's important, the kingdom. When God's kingdom is created, or when God's kingdom comes, that is the, the rest of God. The kingdom. So in the church, the church is the kingdom of God. How many of you are aware of that? Some people don't know. The church is the kingdom of God. 
We the church, we are his kingdom. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. Now put it on the screen. Matthew chapter 16, he said, and I also said to you, I, I also said to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I'll build my church. I'll build what? I'll build what? And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Now look at the next verse. He said, and I'll give you the keys of what? The kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever you bind on earth will be bound in, in heaven. Whatsoever you lose on earth. The kingdom. So the church, the kingdom, the, the church is a, a grounds for the expression of the kingdom of God. Do you understand that? Because that's why God created man. He created man so that he have dominion. That's kingdom. And now he's found the church to exercise his dominion. That's why demons fear us. Because we are in exercise. So it, we bring God rest. The church is a resting place for God. In, 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 in Romans chapter 14, verse 17, Romans chapter 14, verse 17, it says the kingdom of, oh, the, hey, did you see that? The kingdom of God is not in eating or drinking. Those of you who are happy about the food. The kingdom, the kingdom of God is not in eating, so it's good to fast them. The kingdom of God is not in eating and drinking, but in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And we have got his righteousness, we have got his peace, and we have got the joy. That's the kingdom. Say the kingdom. So he, we have been born again to rule. We have been born again to reign. We have been born again to exercise dominion. Now that's what God, that's, that's why God created man, so that we can have dominion. And that's, that's what becomes the platform for his rest. When he can help people to exercise his authority and his dominion, that becomes the platform for his rest. And God rested because now I've got him. So, you can, you can see that the church is the rest of God. In what? In three ways. Number one, we are the new creation. Number two, we are the house of God. And number three, we exercise his dominion. Is that, does that make sense? The church is the rest of God. Now, let's go back to Hebrews chapter 4. I said all these things to explain the rest of God. Is someone learning something at all? Ah, Pastor, I'm so hungry here. This is a lot. I will listen to the message later. Because <laughs> I'm happy I'm preaching this. Pastor, it's too high. When you grow, you get there. Those who are growing, when you get there, you, you'll get it. John chapter 20, verse 15, or 21, verse 15. He said, do you love me more than these things? And he said, yes, I said, feed my sheep. Take care of my lamb. Take care of the church. That shows you love me. If you like, I love I love you. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Come to church and work in church. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Part of what makes church work. Then we know you love God. People will step on your toe, but because for the love of God, you don't. But Paul says this, puts it this way. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14. He said, the love of Christ constrains us. It's like I'm not free. Sometimes I, I really, some things may put, put me off, but I just can't stop doing it. I, I just can't stop cleaning the place. I just can't stop singing. I just can't stop serving. Actually, I just can't stop. Because it's not before people who see me and clap for me. No, because I just love God. And the love of Christ compels me. Yes. Yes. As for me, I don't have any church I'm part of. I pray in the morning when God tells me where to go, then I go. You are a hypocrite. Or if you are not a hypocrite, you are confused. You are confused. You are not, the problem is you are not growing in the Lord. And you haven't entered his rest. 
That's where we are going. Hebrews. He said, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1. He said, therefore, therefore, since the promise, since a promise of entering his rest. You see his rest? Since the promise of entering his rest is still valid. The ticket is brought. Since the ticket is still valid. Since the promise of entering his rest still remains. Let us beware. Let us fear. Lest any of you miss that opportunity. Be careful. Because God himself, he has found rest. And he said, come into my rest. Therefore, now, he puts chapter 6 verse. Chapter 3 verse 6. He puts chapter 3 verse 6. He says that Christ, but Christ, but Christ, as a son over his own house, whose house we are, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of our home. So he's talking about now, we are his house. Okay? Does it make sense? Then look at the verse 7. Therefore, no, watch this. Because we are the house of Christ, he said, therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today, don't harden your heart. Oh. Today. And then he started giving lecture. As in the day of rebellion. As, as in the day of rebellion. Do not harden your heart. As in, as in the rebellion. In the day of trial. In the wilderness. See, the wilderness church. They miss his rest. Go to the next verse. Where your fathers tested me and, uh, and, and tried me and saw my wife 40 years. Quick, quick, quick. Let's move on. Therefore, I was angry with that generation and said, they also go astray in their heart. They always go astray in their heart. They have not known my ways. Verse 11. So I swore my rest. They shall not enter my rest. He's talking about these guys. He had the rest there. But he said they won't enter. So he's warning us that you too, you have come into a better rest. Be careful, oh, fear, lest you also not enter. That's, that's what he's talking about. Watch, watch this. Go to the verse 12. Then he says, therefore again, look at verse 12. Be- beware, brethren. So he warns us, be careful, brethren, lest there be in you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Go to the next verse. Very interesting. But watch this, watch this. Church, the house life, the house life, the house life. But exalt one another daily. Once it's called today, not tomorrow. Don't say today I'm busy. I'll do it tomorrow. Today, the church life is today. Stop postponing. It will bite you. Said, push on the screen, verse 13. But as all one another, tell me, what's God today? Lest any of you be hardened through the deceitful of sin. So, exhortation, one another. Say, one another. one another. This is talking about the church fellowship life. Watch this. He said, We are the house of God. Therefore, he said, The Spirit of God said, Today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. As it happened in the wilderness. For it is talking about depths in the wilderness. Then he comes back and said, Beware. Beware, brethren. Let. Verse 12 again. Beware, brethren. Let there be an evil heart. Then he goes, so you can connect verse 12 to verse 6 to make sense that we are the house of God, so be careful. Today, if you hear us, be careful. And the verse 6, verse 13 talks about how let us uh, exalt one another, one another life. So that's, I'm talking about fellowship and interactions. Okay? That, that's the church life. And that's the rest you have been called into. Interactions, fellowship and interaction. Don't exempt yourself from church. The impact will be on you. Oh, now you may not realize it. Isn't it like when you were in secondary school? You remember? Me, I don't like math. I won't do it. Me, I don't like math. I won't do it. Me, I don't like English. I won't do it. Me, I don't like this. I won't do it. I can't. I don't care. If I don't pass, I don't care because I'll still live. Only to realize when you were 35, you realize that that's what you needed in your life. But at that time, you said it doesn't matter. You were so sure it didn't matter. When, when, that, 
When that woman was in your life, you were not appreciating her. You said, who is she? She can go. So she left and you found another one and you realized this one is a demon-possessed one. Hey. And you went another one. She was demon. You've, this is the tenth woman and you can't find anyone like that one. Now you are saying, I wish I can come back. I wish I can get her back. When you had her, you were saying it doesn't matter. Now you realize it matters. You see, at the time you are saying it doesn't matter, you would think that that's all there is. Later on, you find out, hey! What a mistake, what a shock. Please forgive me. You'll be acting for forgiveness, but it's too late. You, you, you can't eat your cake and have it. And I stand here as prophet of God and tell you that church life is something you have been called into. Don't, be, don't let the world deceive you. Don't let the world tell you all oh, this church, church, church. They don't know. They are blind. How can a blind man lead, lead a, a seeing person? You are in the light. They are in darkness. And they are telling you how to live in the light. Oh, come on, give me a break. Grow up. Yeah. Give me a break. The devil has managed to deceive so many people to make them think that this whole church thing, I don't need it. I'm suffering. I just, some people actually come to church because of demons. Yeah, because they're not, if they don't come to church, the demons in their background will whack them. Whack them, whack them. So they come to escape from demons. It's good anyway. Because we have the dominion. Jesus, Jesus said in the book of Luke, chapter 11, verse 20, he said, if, if I, by the finger of God, cast out demons, then you must know the kingdom of God is in your midst. That when the kingdom of God shows up, demons back off. So don't worry. Let people come for demonic relief. It doesn't matter. Come. But there is something higher. Yeah. It's a rest you have been called to enter into. Enter into God's rest. Enter into God's rest and find rest for your soul. Verse 9 and verse 10 of Hebrews chapter 4. It says that he who has entered his rest has also ceased from his own works. Look at verse 10. Look at verse 10. I feel fired up. For he who has entered God's rest has himself also ceased from your own works. Ask God from his. Wow. Enter into God's rest. The struggle is too much. So Jesus said, now the rest of God plays out in three ways to us. Okay, now we describe what the rest of but to us, the believers, that rest of God is in three ways. Number one, the rest of God. Is when you have Christ, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you what? Rest. So, the rest, once you come to Jesus, you have been introduced to a certain type of God's rest. Maybe you can call it from demonic harassment. Listen, it's not nice when demons work in you. How many of you know what I'm talking about? And you can't sleep. Today, the doctor said, the problem is with your leg. The next day they say it's with your muscle. The next time I say it's your heart. Another time they say it's your head. The next time I say it's your tongue. The next time I say it's your kidney. And it's just the thing. Satan is a wicked devil. He's a wicked devil. That's why we, the objects and the agents of revival, can't live in sin. Because people are dying. We have to separate ourselves now. Maybe in the past, it's okay, okay, you've had enough. You've had enough. Don't say, oh, I didn't have much. No, it's okay, it's okay, sister. It's okay. Drop it. Drop it and let's move on. Oh, I haven't eaten the chicken, some of the chicken. But you've eaten the meat. If you haven't eaten chicken, meat can still fill your... It's the same thing. Belly full is the most important thing. And you have had belly full. Flip the thing, let's move on. 
tell someone, drop it and let's work for God. Oh, come on. Tell them, are you afraid of that? Look at the message they said, drop it and let's work for God. Don't say, God, yeah, really, uh, if my, best, my boyfriend breaks my heart, then I can serve God. No, you are, you are, you are, you are not being smart. You don't, you don't need broken heart to serve God. You don't need broken heart to serve. You have to, you need full heart. Full, so you can enjoy the rest properly. Okay? So we are agents of revival. Let's drop the sin. Let's drop the sin. You can deal with sin. You, I'm telling you, you can deal with sin if you want to. You can deal with it. And deal with it. Deal with it. I know you can't look at my face, but deal with it. Deal with it. I'm talking to somebody. Deal with the sin. Hey, deal with it. Deal with it. Oh, grace is covering me. <laughs> the house of God life. That's what I'm going to show you. Verse 6, chapter 3, verse 6. Talking about whose house we are. Then from there, talk about don't be like that. People will you know, say, be careful, lest you two have problems. Then verse 14, he moves again to start talking about them again. That tells you he wasn't pleased with them at all. He wasn't pleased. Look, from verse 14, Hebrews chapter 3, from verse 14, he starts making reference. Listen, please, don't be a negative reference. It's not good. So that they don't use you, say, ah, your school. They say, ah, not like this one. We used to talk to her now. The church too, we can have negative references. The first negative reference of the church is Judas. Mm-hmm. And then later on, other, others come like Ananias and Sapphira. Oh, they're demons. They're always in the church. So maybe somebody like that is sitting near you. Be careful. But you determine that you will not be a negative example. Because... The ne- look at, he kept talking about negative example. He said, you see the way they are. You see, be careful. Look. You see the way they are. Be careful. You see them. Be careful. So actually, he spoke about chapter 3, verse 6, about we being the house of God. And he said, therefore, the Holy Spirit, that's what the Holy Ghost said. Because we are the house of God. Therefore, the Spirit of God said, today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. Then he said, as in the day of, you know, the guys, started talking about the guys, and then he come back from verse 12 to you. He said, beware lest, beware, beware brethren, lest there be an evil heart of unbelief. And then verse 13, exhort one another so that sin doesn't grow up in you, the deceitfulness of sin. Then he moves, look at verse 14, then he moves, he said, for we have become partakers of Christ. We hold the beginning of our confession, step to today. Look at verse 15, then he says that, why is that today? If you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. See, he's making emphasis today, not tomorrow. Don't harden your heart. As in the rebellion, then he brought, brought the guys again. For who, having heard, rebelled? Indeed, was it not all who came out of it? So he's talking about these guys, these guys. And so verse 9, look at verse 19. Verse 19 says that, verse 19, verse 19. So we see that they could not enter because of unbelief. Enter what? He's talking about the church, you know. Wow. He's talking about we are the house of God. And so be careful. They use them. God goes there today. Now that rest has come, the church rests. Be careful. Then he used them. He said, be careful. He said, look at them. Be careful. Then the verse 4, chapter 4, verse 1 said, therefore, brethren, since there still remain a rest to enter, there still remains a promise to enter. Let us... Fear, lest any of you, lest any of you seem to have come short of it. Ah, so you can repeat their example, so. God forbid. That's why this thing is there. The rest is waiting for you to enter, but be careful, it doesn't mean you enter. It's waiting, but if you don't fear, you may not enter. Mm -hmm. You may not enter. Mm -hmm. 
And then he spoke about them, he spoke about them. Then he hit verse 6 of chapter 4. Should I continue next week? I think it will be a good idea. That's chapter 4. He hit verse 6. Since therefore, since therefore it remains that some must enter it, and those who it was first preached did not enter because of disobedience. Look at verse 7. said, again, he designated a certain day in David, saying today, after such a long time, as it has been written today, if you hear his voice. See, he's, he's been talking about this today from chapter 3, verse 1 of chapter 4. The promise, that word rest there, that word rest, catapulses, where is it? Yeah, let's seem to come short of it there. Uh, his rest, entering his, his catapulses. That is a settlement. But the verse, verse 8 and 9, the rest that was used there, go to verse 8. If Joshua had given them rest after, that's catapulses. Look at verse 9. The verse 9 is the key thing. Therefore, there remained, therefore, as that rest, okay, is sabbatismus, a Sabbath rest for the people of God. I have to pick it from sabbatismus. There remained a Sabbath rest for the people of God. Listen, rest is waiting for you. Amen. Rest is waiting for you. Number one, rest is in Christ. The second one, I'll show you next week. And then the third, or three levels of rest. The third one, hey. Say, there remaineth rest. Amen. Did you receive something at all? Come on, put your hands together for the Lord. <laughs> oh, your clapping is sick. <laughs> Hallelujah! Thank you for listening. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Why don't you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Caris Church and subscribe to our podcast so you are always up to date. Be blessed.